Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum mat that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related. Another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Tonight, it's just me and Owen hanging out. There were some topics that we didn't hit on from which show was it last week that we didn't I think that was actually that last <laughs> Monday? Because we did a Monday <laughs> yeah. show 
we did a Tuesday show, and then we did a Friday show. So I want to say that was the Monday show because the Tuesday show was the Rough Scales, and then the Friday show was Nick because yeah. we felt like doing that to ourselves, apparently. So, yeah. Ooh, that was uh- that was a tough one. I have to. Uh, yeah, that was a it tough week. Makes me regret ever thinking about doing that whole like a show a day for a week because I'm pretty sure by the end of it, I, I we'd be so sick of speaking to each other or hearing each other. <laughs> yeah. Like the ending would just be like, and now we're gonna shut up. Bye. Yeah. And then it would just be over. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, or even talking about snakes just in general. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. uh, nah, I don't want to call me and be like, I'm interested in this carbon pipe, and I'd be like, buy it or get out. So, I mean, like, it would be, it would be very bad. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Hopefully, we'll do uh, better than that. So, you went to White Plains this weekend. How was that? I did. Uh, White Plains was good. Um, it, it, it it's a unfortunately I wish they would planned a little bit better because it was in the middle of a holiday, and I was offered to um, uh, I, I was offered to uh, bend. Uh, Jason Balin was not going to need his table, so okay. uh, he offered it to me. And on normal circumstances, I would have taken it and vended and been like, "Wee!" But I, of course, had family stuff to do. It was the middle of uh, the the, the three-day weekend, so, you know, everybody's doing barbecues and stuff like that, and I had to go see my nephew, so I wasn't able to do it. When I went up there, it looks like I wasn't the only guy that wasn't able to do it because I'm pretty sure the only carpet people there were uh, Jay. Um, I'm totally forgetting the other guy across the way, which is horrible. Um uh, he's a lot of granite stuff and some jungle stuff. I I I I've met, talked to him a few times and he's totally blanking on his name. And that was it. I mean, Mike Curtin wasn't there. Justin Balin wasn't there. Howard Redding wasn't there. Uh, it was uh, pretty empty when it came as far as carpet pythons. But um, what was the traffic yeah. for the show? Was the traffic good it, for the show? Or there was a lot of traffic to be honest, because it was one of those like I guess people were in town and you know. They had some time to kill, so why not dip by the reptile show? I'm not sure how sales were moving, but I know of a few people who were doing well. And, of course, you know, Outback was there, and they're selling away. So, uh, but, yeah. Well, you've done a lot of shows. What do you consider a successful okay. show? Like, is it is it – is it – you know, I, I heard some people talking that, about this over the weekend about, like, as far as, uh, you know, they go there just to hang out. It's just more of like uh, Every show is successful. Every show. And right. if you are one of those people who doesn't make any sales and you sit behind your table and you mope with your head on the table, or if you fall asleep behind your table, which I have seen more often than I'd like to admit. Oh, come on. Um, stop. I, I swear to God. I, um, the, <laughs> come on. Uh, the Oaks the Oaks show guy behind oh, me goodness. was selling frozen rats and other things. And I turned around and he was selling rats and he fell asleep? And he was asleep. Oh, now, of God. course, he was trying to, now, of course, he was trying to pass off uh, like something I would consider a small rat as a large rat. And he may not have been selling that many before that reason, but he was right. asleep in his chair. I mean, if, like, I could, if you I could have if you spun around, s- opened up a fruit cooler, grabbed a bunch of rodents, and spun back around, and <laughs> never would have noticed. If 
you can't sell rodents at a reptile show, you might want to rethink this whole. Rethink your life. But um, every show is a good show because you go, you network. Now, I may not make a sale at any particular show. There have been shows where I goose egg. And, of course, I get pissed off because I've done all this stuff and I've gotten up this early in the morning and blah, 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 blah. But I, I can't tell you how many times I leave the show on Saturday. On Monday, I have an email from somebody who saw the animals, who picked up my card, who will then talk to me email-wise till Friday, and then that Saturday, they've picked an animal and they're paying for it. So every show is a good show. Um, just getting your face out there and networking. There are all these people who are talking about how they uh, are having trouble differentiating themselves or building themselves. This is how you do it. Yeah, I've so seen that a lot, out, actually. Go out, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people, I mean, yeah, they're kind of like looking for an easy way, I guess, to separate themselves from, uh, quote-unquote, uh, you know, what would you call them, big breeders or big breeders. top and, guys? And you know top guys. Not even big breeders, like top people in the... And, and my, my, the funny thing I see is there are people who will try to find something in the smallest little things. Uh, they'll be like, this is the most amazing animal. All right, it's a good-looking animal. Chill. <laughs> and um, they'll also try to differentiate themselves by slashing prices. That's not how you do it. The, how you, you guys need to understand is that my first reptile show was the Lancaster PA reptile show. And I set up right next to a bearded dragon breeder. And on the other side of me was another bearded dragon breeder. And Balin was several aisles behind me. And he was there with all his carp pythons. I was there with all my carp pythons. And I had two clutches, uh, Hikon Jags and I think a clutch of Coastals. And everything had eaten and had their second shed, and I brought them all. So I'm trying to sell disgusting gray and black and tiny <laughs> And I put it the wrong kind of substrate in, so they were burying themselves. You couldn't see them. It, it was, and I didn't tell a single animal. And the highlight of the show was this bearded dragon who was dressed in a pumpkin costume who happened to be the table next to me. So people what? would come up, look at my guys for five seconds, and be like, oh, the bearded dragon. I almost threw that bastard across the goddamn thing. All right? Oh, wow. So they totally missed the table. And then the dude next to me, uh, the other bearded dragon breeder actually told me that his passion laid in Amazon tree boas and that there was no market in it. And he said the same thing goes for carpet python. And what I need to do is ditch the carpets and find someplace else like ball python where the money's at. And then I can do what I want later. We're maybe we should call forward. that guy up. Yeah, maybe we should call that guy up hold and on, ask hold him. On, hold on. Hold on. We're getting, cause now we're going to flash forward. I went to this dude's house a year ago. Because he was getting uh, out of it and selling all crap. I bought racks off that guy. So, no, all right? But it, every show got better after that because the babies got bigger. The babies got brighter. I got my name out there. My cards were flying all over the place. You begin making connections. You begin making trades, sales. People start talking about you. If they like you, they talk good things about you. They tell other people about you. You bend over backwards for a customer. You have a customer for life. He tells other friends about you. That's how it right. works. It, there, it, you are not going to be successful sitting down at a table with a bunch of fancy animals. Now, 
there are some people who think that, and, and, and I'm not saying you will not be successful if you do that. You'll probably make a good buck, but a lot of people aren't going to like you. And it's also, you're going to be like the odd kid on the block. Like if I could run out and bought a shit ton of really high dollar animals and my first year producing was thousands upon thousands of dollars of animals, then I throw them all on a table. Listen, I, if I'm going to spend a certain amount of money, I'm going to somebody I trust. Not this random person that has no experience with this species bought into these projects really quick. Yeah. So, hey, and that's just me. There are other people who don't really give two shits. But if it's me and I'm spending probably close to $1,000 on an animal, I'm going to somebody I know. I'm going to somebody I trust. I'm going to somebody who I know has been in this project since, like, the beginning. And that's yeah. what I think you do good. Take your licks, yeah. do your thing, build yourself up. Then you can be an upper echelon person. Get your name out there. That's why every show is a good show. Even if you don't sell a goddamn thing, get your name out there, talk it up, see what you can do. Yeah, meet with people. and That's why yeah. the show like uh, Tinley Park. To, yeah, that's why Eric should come to more Hamburgs. That's why he gets his face out there. People know who he is. Maybe you'll sell <laughs> <laughs> I can send you to set up my table and then I can come late. So, uh, yeah. I don't like selling snakes, man. <laughs> it's my I least part it's my least favorite it. part of this whole gig is selling you know, snakes. You know what you know what you're right. I, I actually I'm so lazy about getting ads together and getting pictures together. It's almost like I don't want to sell them and but I am always impressed with them when I am selling them, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have all that together, and I just don't. I don't know. I just like I'm. I, I just enjoy watching them, you know, go through their, you know, their color changes and how they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, color up and whatnot, and you know, if it's something that I can work something into, and yeah, I, I, I guess, I, I think like when it comes to the selling part of it. Um, I could use a lot of the stuff that uh, I do in my daily job because, you know, being from retail and whatnot, you know, I understand all that. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that it, to me the fun part is, is breeding them and seeing what comes out of those eggs and, you know, uh, seeing if your thoughts on selectively breeding something could, you know, uh, really uh, – really come into play or you know if you're trying to you know for me like poison ivy trying to figure out what's going on there totally racks my brain you know um yeah zach said wholesaling yeah yeah you know i I don't know i've done that a couple times too where i've had animals that just didn't make the cut and i just kind of said i told you at the hamburg i said just get rid of them get rid of them they're not coming back yeah and and that's what and that was funny with um uh, when uh, Balin was like, why are you selling a bunch of uh, Eric's animals? Why don't you make him come do this? I'm like, well, you know, he, he can't come down with us lowly peons. I mean, he has to look down on high. So, um, But there are shows where, and, and, I've, and I've sold the wholesalers, and the only reason I probably haven't sold a batch uh, to a wholesaler this year is because I don't have that many babies, and I want to make sure I have enough to do shows. So, um, but, you know, they're always the ones that you want to let go to 
make some make table costs or something like that. Um, I know enough of the wholesalers, and I talk to them, and I get a decent price, and blah blah blah. So I do it. Um, I think that uh, I think that well, the main reason why I don't do a lot of shows is my job. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I don't have Saturdays. all fun the weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it makes it difficult. So I have to pick and choose my uh, what I do. Hey, but, uh, but you make it count because you go to the big one. You go to Tinley. And then who's to say that in a few years down the road, we're not going to start trying to go to, you know, Arlington and stuff like that every time or something like that. I mean, you don't know that. But yeah. you, go to the, you go to the biggest one in the country, arguably, and you make sure you go there. You make sure you're there with your animals. And – I mean, you sell animals online throughout the year. I mean, yeah. you probably sell one or two animals every couple months. During those couple months, I've been to like four shows and sold one or two animals. So, you know, I don't make that many online sales, but you do. So, and then we go yeah, to I think and everything. It's oh. harder to sell higher dollar animals at a show. Yeah, Unless you're going to a show like Tinley. Um, and even then, it could be this, difficult. Well, let me put it this way. If it, if it was an animal above $500 that I've ever sold at a show, I knew it was coming. And somebody talked to me several shows earlier, and they told me they were going to buy it. It's normally the $300 and down is normally what sells mm-hmm. at a show. There are people who want it, people are looking for it, and have that money in their pocket. Then, of course, there are the people who are looking for a pet or – you sometimes get people who might just want to have a carpet python dad or might be intrigued by what you see. Mainly it's tigers and jags down. If it's 300 and down, they'll, they'll it'll be purchased at a show, a regular show. Now I'm talking like Tinley Park, people are walking down, walking around a little bit more, you know, change. Also now with the inductions of the credit card machines, like the one I have on my phone and things like that, that pushes mm-hmm. the limit up a little bit higher because then you have some people who are willing to spend that money but weren't didn't know you were going to be there, didn't know you were going to have that animal, or were looking for that animal, and then they see yours in person and they want to buy it. So that does push it up a little bit higher. But normally, $300 animals that sell at normal shows. Um, places like Tinley or the bigger shows like uh, NARBC Arlington, a few other things, uh, be when the, those will be when the animals that are closer to $1,000 might go. Yeah, and I think so. Well, you know, here's the other part of it. Like, I've been thinking about this is like when, you know, because Tinley's basically, what, about a month away? Um, Sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm Go on. <laughs> yeah. So Tinley's about a month away, and now's the time where you start to do um, the online prep. I mean, like, I guess this would be my other and maybe I, I you know you're giving away you know secrets or whatnot but we we can share um i think that like <laughs> i think the important thing like pre-show like right now is like if you're going to go there and sell animals you got to get people excited about your animals about yeah. what you're going to bring you know you got to get them pumped up like yeah i've done look what i've done look at this one this one just shut out you know all that kind of stuff Take good pictures of them. For, I'm waiting for a few babies to shed, and then I'm going to take all new pictures of everybody who's coming with. Now, the drawback of that is, if I sell a bunch before we go, I'm going to have nothing <laughs> to Tinley. So well, I may not 
uh, which is like how I went to uh, Hamburg. I actually didn't bring uh, probably close to half of them because I wanted to make sure I had enough for Tinley. So I did right. hold back, not bring a bunch of Tigers and a bunch of Caramel Jacks. So mm-hmm. uh, they will be with me in Tinley. So and the point is that you know I want to get everybody hyped. I want to get everybody pumped. I want to show off what I got. But I also want to make sure I have something for Tinley. So uh, we should be okay with that. Yeah, but the yeah, only thing I, I wish, agree. Wish, this is, wish I, I think the only thing that I wish I had better representation of would be adults. And uh, uh, I think that a good idea is sometimes when you have these, uh, you know, animals that maybe aren't moving, that not necessarily be a breeder in your collection, but uh, might be a good idea to have them as a representation. Something yeah, you I was show, you know, actually, something that you could show off. Uh, and I and I totally agree. And that you know what, that's one of the best things I ever do is bring an adult to the show. I was thinking about bringing one of my female bread lie as a display and then maybe mm. a few others. I have three adult displays. Right. So I was thinking about bringing the female bread lie. But I don't know. Because <laughs> then i got to deal with an adult female the entire time, and that's annoying. But but she's gorgeous, and she's huge, and I only got three bridles left, so it would be nice to kind of try to, you know, get them moving. But yeah, and then I've also contemplated bringing my female caramel. The problem is that we're 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 so close to October, and it's like, do I mess with them? Do I not mess with them? Do I do this? Do I do that? We are sharing a table. Thank you, Zach. Um, so uh, the I would probably if I was going to bring an adult, I'd probably bring the adult bread lie because that's a later season. And I have two females, so if I totally screw up this one, I'll still maybe get a clutch out of the other one. So, yeah. Do you think with a species like bread lie, um, I mean, we kind of talked about this with Nick on Friday, but yeah. is that the type of animal that you breed every year? I mean, is that going to be your approach? Do you think that the market, uh, that, 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 that people are going to be interested in uh, that species to I, have that in the market. What's your thoughts on I, that? I would tell you uh, up until probably uh, up in, coming in the future, I'll probably end up breeding a clutch of bread eye every year because, in my opinion, the bread eye are up and coming because with the okay. new morphs that are going to start streaming out, stripes, hypo, stonewash, blah blah blah, people are going to want one or two people who can't afford the stone wash might want to get started with a paranormals, which I have. So I think they're up and coming. Of course, I didn't produce any in 15, which sucked mm-hmm. because of the move, right. but I do have three from 14 still kicking around, but they're my small ones. They were the ones that were hooked on the live for the longest time who didn't really sprout up like their brothers and sisters. I mean, we're, we're, we're out. Plus I was so male heavy on that. It was ridiculous. Right. I think I had four females out of 16, so right. um, it, it would be nice to have another clutch of bread lie. And I'm not sure if I'm going to start dipping into the morphs. I assume <laughs> when you start producing, when you start producing hypo strike stonewash, I'm going to lose that. Um, like holding myself back a little bit. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to jump two feet in. So, right. uh, which I have a package coming 
tomorrow, and I'm excited, but we'll discuss that later. Um, ah. Yeah. It's not bread life. Anyway, okay. um, the uh, – More roughies? System. No, it's coastal. Back to my bread and butter. Oh, okay. No. All right. Mm. Anyway, um, what I would like to do is probably add those. But, yeah, I would like to get some more bread life because, like Nick said, they're indestructible. They're pretty. I like the ones that I produce. And there's something different. I mean, when I go to the shows here mm-hmm. at uh, Hamburg, Jason doesn't work with Brettle. Uh, Howard doesn't work with Brettle. Nobody else in the whole freaking Hamburg show works with Bread Lie. So if you want Bread Lie and you're going to Hamburg, I'd be the only guy you'd get them from if you really wanted them, unless one of the dealers had them. So that helps. I like that idea. So, or unless I get a new job to where I can actually go to a show. No, I'm, just I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I told you that wasn't allowed. Not, no. You bust my stones, but you like that deal. Damn right, I do. Remember, uh, I told you how badly I panicked when I found out there was this high dollar carpet breeder in Philadelphia that was going to run me out of business. I'm still watching you. Why do you think I took this job as a co-host? I can watch you closely. Keep your enemy close. Yeah. I see. Uh, when it comes to selling carpets, all gloves are off. Damn right. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've thought about that with, like, species like that, especially it seems like – well, I think my thought with bread lie is the fact that they they have such a big clutch, you know. I mean well, – uh, You also understand it's the clutch size that you're referring to is the clutch size that I normally run with. So – Yeah. Like, she only had 16. My, my, my female coastal had 32. So, if anything, she's on the small side. And so – <laughs> what, yeah, what do you 16. want here? Yeah, that's a good uh, exactly. That's why I love her having sixteen. I just wish I had more girls because I'm. Uh, here's the thing: the Brettles, all the Brettles, sold as pairs. They all did, every single one of them. The girls went immediately, and then the boys that I had, they trickled out. They slowly moved out. People getting loan right. mail or this and loan mail that. That's why I'm down to three boys. If I had one boy, two girls left, I, I bet you they wouldn't be here anymore. So, right. And that's a lot of people have been looking for pairs and things like that. So that's what you have to go for. So, and, and what would have helped me would have been another clutch in 2015 because then you could possibly try to weed out some of the remaining males with some of the newborn females. So. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a clutch this year. I'll get some girls, and then these boys will hightail it out of here. Till then, they're fine. They're, they're doing their thing. So, like I said, yeah. I don't like selling much. I don't want to ever – I've been at shows where I have one level of a tear display because those are all the babies I have left. And you right. look like an idiot, and it's not worth your goddamn <laughs> time. But no. you cannot give up cable, so you have to stay there. So it's – I'd much rather hold back to make sure I have enough to at least have a presentable table display, then right. paint myself into a corner. Right. And yeah. To be honest, I, I mean, how I painted myself in that corner was I sold off an entire clutch of coastals to a wholesaler and screwed uh-huh. myself. So. Right. Yep. Yeah. That could be, uh, that could sometimes be a bad move if you plan on doing mm. shows on a regular basis. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> You know, 
Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited about the uh, the upcoming season. That's for sure. Because along I with Tinder Park comes the uh, the anticipation of uh, you know what's going to happen this it's season. Good. Yeah. I'm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I I I pretty much start prepping um, in August. I uh, really start mm-hmm. feeding the females, putting the food to them, and trying to figure out who's going to make the cut, who's not going to make the cut. And uh, as soon as I get closer to like September, I kind of have a good idea, I think, at least, of who's going to make it and who's not. I usually try to start mm-hmm. with about 20, 20 pairings, you know, and that mm-hmm. usually whittles down to maybe, you know, 15 to 10, and, you know, maybe. Seventy-five percent of that takes. So, yeah, kind of look at that. That um, is how you look at it. It's, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm exactly the same way. I, I put the, I, I filled my fridge end of July, and uh, now the freezer is nearly empty, which means that it will remain empty of all the jumbos and XLs and stuff, which because they won't be eating in a month or so. And uh, yeah, and you're exactly correct. Because I did the numbers yesterday, and I started making the moves uh, to get everything ready. I actually separated uh, some of the pairs that are housed together permanently, so that uh-huh. they can forget about each other in a week or two, and then I'll uh-huh. put them back together or something like that. Because uh, like my Amazon tree bows are always together, and by separating them out for like a month and then putting them back together, he's like, I've never seen her before. <laughs> and goes at her, so it's yeah. And then the same thing with the Dominicans. So, well, I'm gonna. I mean, I guess one of the cool things about my season this year, the first thing to start off is that uh, hopefully I'm gonna add Darwin's to the uh, to the uh, species or subspecies list. Um, nice. Check them off, so to speak. Cool thing about the these Darwin's is the. Uh, the one male that I call Toffee because that's kind of what he looks like. Uh, I call him the PC of the uh, Darwin world. Um, there was a few that looked like him. I remember, I remember being at Tinley Park and Jay McClear. I think mm-hmm. I told this story before. Jay McClear came by and we had yeah. David Diamond's uh, uh, one that he got from Nick on the table, and it had like very 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 little black on it and mm-hmm. you know it was super everybody was stopping by saying oh my god this is a beautiful animal well it turns out that uh i contacted nick right after the show and it turns out that mine looked exactly like that which i couldn't be mm. more happy about um there you go. that's from that's from the albino line uh so basically okay. there's a few bloodlines that are floating around in the states and then the female, she's was produced by Terry Phillip, um, which is unrelated to the albino line. So that being said, um, putting those two together will tell me a couple things. One, if that is something that is some kind of trait that can be passed passed along, uh, if that is uh-huh. indeed a look, uh, because they look nothing alike. It would be interesting to have uh, unrelated, you know, uh, Darwin's, pretty much outcross Darwin's, nice. you know. So that's yeah. that's a cool thing to uh, to feature. So uh, I heard a lot of people have uh, mixed results with trying to breed them. Um, 
apparently they take a little longer to get going. Um, I know I've heard quite a few people that were dealing with albinos. Now, I don't know if that's just the thing with the albinos or if that's just Darwin's in general, but uh, we'll be curious to see uh, what's on that. Is there a species that you're going to do this season you hope to check off your list? Maclots and olives. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Max, last year we had the slug clutch uh, right. from that one female Mac, and unfortunately she passed due to complications of that. So we have another female Mac that was on loan last year from Eric Kohler, and she's been here for a year, and she's a monster. I mean, she's, dear Lord, um, but she's gorgeous. So hopefully we'll get some Mac babies and then this will be the first year we're going to try for, uh, uh, olive pythons. So we're going to do that. And then I'm that also trying interesting. to, bitch, uh, I'm terrified. <laughs> I actually have a bag, uh, a Ziploc baggie filled with the shed of another male olive python that I don't own. It's one of, uh, um, God, it's one of Jamie's. Um, he gave me the shed so I can mix it in the spray bottle and try to see okay. what that does for my olive python. Because uh-huh. uh, we've been told by countless people they need two boys. So hopefully I can get away with it. Um, the other thing I'm trying to do is uh, the tannin bars again. So the tans we're going to try again. She put on a lot of weight and looks a lot uh, bigger than she did last year. So okay. we're hoping that'll go through for us. And then of course I have uh all the the all the carpet clutches, tiger this and tiger that and uh caramel tiger cross with caramel jag. Um none of the supers are old enough yet. Um but then I'm taking my xanthic jag and crossing it to my caramel female. So we get some stuff there. Uh, uh-huh. and then we're going to try for the Amazon tree bows and the Dominican red mountain bow too. That's cool. Uh, no, right. Yeah. I'm looking at my list. You got, now, but you're right. But it's like, but it's like I have, and the problem is that I keep forgetting what's out because I have about 15, 20 clutches here. And then I have Luna's with you. And then Willow is down with Balin and then, Gypsy's over with Mike. So it's like I, I keep forgetting that there's other ones out there. So, you know, I'm like, 20 clutches <laughs> is pretty good. I'm like, no, 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 it's 26, 27. It's like, think before you do this. So uh, hopefully we'll get something. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with uh, with Luna uh, because um, my ivory uh, male mayor, he's kind of like this uh, – Epitome of an ivory jungle. He's what I mean. you want in an ivory, and I've almost <laughs> yeah. killed you and taken him from you at least several times. So, so I'm, I'm curious to see yeah. if the white transposes like the yellow I, does in jungle jags. That's what I want because she's <laughs> kind of like an off-white, yellowish kind of tint to her, but when she, yeah. she was bright, bright white. So I'm kind of hoping. That by adding him now she's a diamond jungle jag, so she was a white diamond bred to an ivory jungle jag was what produced her. So 
I'm kind of hoping by adding more ivory, you can kind of like just make flush out the yellow and get more white. Now I understand there'll probably still be some babies that are like mud, but I'm hoping for some good ones. I'm putting all my yeah. faith in you. <laughs> also, I'm out of cages, so I kind of had to send her someplace. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well. Oh geez, crap! Uh... And I got a blood pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget about that. Oh crap! I forgot about that thing. Oh, that's going to be the only thing that breeds them like half a clutch of. <laughs> You could have a half a clutch of. Uh, that, I'm just, that's when I'm just going to ring Matt's doorbell and just drop the box off and run. Oh, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, run back to Birdsboro. You won't know it will. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also breeding that male ivory with one of its uh, one of its siblings just to see nice. uh, what happens with that. But she is not as nice as he is. But uh, if I can produce a female. Uh, from that, yeah, that'll be up. that'll be cool. So um, yeah. that should be a cool pairing. This would be that would be another uh, species off my list. I've never bred pure jungles. I mean, I've done jungle crosses, but not just straight jungles. <laughs> which they're probably oh, well, if we're going to if we're going to go down that road, and we're going to talk about species in Morelia, I want to knock off my list. I, I have split up the IJ pairing to get this fucking done. So, um, Willow... That doesn't count that, Owen. <laughs> yes, 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 they're my animals, damn it. Um, Willow is down with Jason Balin. And I have Mason here. He's my granite. And I'm going to send him to you. And you're going to do whatever the hell you want with him. I just want babies. <laughs> so, I'm just going to drop him off at your house one day. Soon, hopefully. Um, right. And then that'll be that. Get those done. And then... Gypsy is a jungle, and I've never bred pure jungles either, so she's off being bred, so hopefully I'll have some pure jungles as well. So, and it'll count. I think think (laughs) morph-wise, I don't know. It's kind of like one of those years for me where I have so many possibilities because my, you know, my my collection is coming of age and a lot of the, Mm. you know, the big heavy hitters as far as the morphs go are kind of, uh, you know, ready to go. Um, I don't know what's wrong with the Exanic girl. I don't know why she just wouldn't go for the past two years, but, uh, I'm going to try again for double head snows. Um, you know, it's, it kind of sucks because you, you know, you put your faith in a, in an animal and especially with a double head project, you know, yeah. missing a season, missing two seasons really kind of sets, well, exactly. that, sets you back, you know. You'd, if you'd been successful the first season, you'd have two-year-olds right now. Yeah, I'd be close to breeding, which some people yeah. are. So. You'd be close to breeding. Not that, yeah, which not would... that I, yeah, not that I care about being a first or anything like that. That, that doesn't mean anything to me, you know. But, but, but it does. I would just want to produce it. gears a little bit. Exactly. It grinds your gears that you're behind or – you're you're you've knocked yourself back a little bit, or this just won't happen. And it's it's not that you're pissed off; it's not like you're going to burn the entire project or do whatever. But it does throw a wrench in the works every once in a while. So, and and like yeah. me with the IJs, you just keep trucking along and keep going. Like it'll it'll happen, it'll happen eventually. Keep yeah. going. I think it had to do with. Um, 
I really think it had to do with feeding. I'm kind of curious to see if, like, because back when she was growing up, um, yeah, I didn't feed her for, like, those first, I guess that first year, she was kind of mm-hmm. on, like, a low maintenance. Because, I, like I said, I wasn't in a rush to, to raise her up. So she was kind of on, like, a maintenance feeding schedule type of thing. At the time, I was kind of doing the ambient temperature, don't feed as much, that kind of thing. And right. So I don't know if I kind of slowed the growth and maybe she, you know, because now now that I've dialed in what I do for me, um, you know, I think that she responds. I I, I just see a difference in the way that she responds. So I'm I'm very curious to see if, like, this year uh, that'll make a difference. So, but when they come out, they'll just be carpet. They'll be carpet, you know, there'll be nothing special. I mean, they'll be special to me, but there'll be nothing to nobody else unless they want to make a right. show. But then if you don't have that visual animal to show off, it's hard to sell a project like that, you know? And if well, nobody I, else I is have really this. pushing that, how do you show how do you how do you how do you tell people at a show that's walking up to your table and you know you're like, okay, this is I don't even know what the price would be. But it's not gonna be it's not a cheap project to get into. But like, how do they even have an idea of what that's going to be? To them, they're seeing it's no different than the seventy dollar carpet python. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know that some people will put pictures of what morph will be around. If I were you, I'd just bring the Exantic in the albino display case and be like, "Look at these. These are their babies. You know what the next step is." So right. um, it's kind of almost like people will be intrigued to make it. Um, and I have this. I have the same problem coming up. Um, because if Venus goes this year, I'll have caramel head Xanax. And even though the Xanax does play with the caramel a little bit, because Nick and I had a very long discussion on this one, of because uh, stuff happened. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. Um, and we were talking about the Xanax uh, um, kind of influence on a caramel. And right. it is obvious. I mean, but we're just trying to figure out if that is what we're looking at. So it's almost like the, I have to try to sell you a normal caramel and get you to understand that it's hexanic, which will make it, of course, what's helping is that there are now, and people will know what a ghost looks like, and people will be intrigued by a ghost. And the same thing with the snows. But there aren't that many snows out here. There aren't many snows as there are ghosts because you have recessive versus codon. If there are more and more snows, people will know what they're looking at, what they'll what they will eventually what they're paying for. That's where you kinda gotta have the battle back and forth. Well but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well actually I have a shot at producing uh ghost this season. Um Ooh. I have a and these would be pure. I, these would be pure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I have a caramel head exanic that I picked up from Nick that was male that uh, I don't see why he wouldn't breed and then I have a head exanic female now I know the odds are off a little bit on that but uh, I'm sure and that's all I care about (laughs) you know what I mean but also we we also are talking about you and your mutant like odds that like all of a sudden everything out of your clutch is striped kind of bullshit so, for all I know, you can have all ghosts and one normal baby, and then I'm going to just pull. So, yeah, who knows? You might do well. 
Yeah. So, um, is somebody dialing the phone? Oh, that was weird. No, why? I don't know. Like somebody's somebody pushing buttons? I don't know. Just <laughs> like I don't know. Okay. But, um, but you should do that. And like you said, you're going to get one or two, and holy crap, then you got ghosts. Move on. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to – you can raise them up. Those are your holdbacks. Everybody else can follow six percenters. So right, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not even really worried so much about that. I mean, I know the uh, uh, I know the idea of uh, you know posets is kind of something that I I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's even worth. Get. You know what I mean? Just sell it as a caramel and. I, I like the idea that, you know, if you sell something as a caramel, as long as they know what the parents were, you know, and then mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I to me it's like not really adding that much value, you know, it's kind of like a bonus, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't, but, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's caramel. There, when, when, people, when people throw a couple extra hundred bucks at a pot hat, it's like, why? You, you're, you're, you're basically paying the extra money for the gamble. Right. It could be. I mean, if and if you're going out to get a caramel, right, and you're just going to buy a caramel, but you have a choice yeah. between getting caramel, and that's really what you're focused on. But it could be this. Then, it could you know, be Xanax. Then, yeah. I mean, why I not? See because why then, you would want to do that. Why not? Because then all you have to do is just take it away from one season from the caramel projects to prove out the head Xanax. And then there you go. If it's a male, you don't even need to pull it away. I'll do an exanic girl. Prove out that it's an exanic, and then move on. If it's relatively close to the same price as a normal caramel, why not? You know, yeah. unless you are one of those people that seems to justify yourself, absolute nothing extra involved. Right. Which that's fine too. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of the other things that I'm going to have the same thing with is, um, you know, I have uh, albino jag going to a granite. So that would be jags that are double head albino granite. Uh, You know, uh, same thing with, um, what's the other one? There was another one. I got albino going to an ocelot jag, which would be ocelot jag. Head albino, head right? I know, <laughs> you know, which I would think would be pretty badass. Um, it would be, but with the with the, but you're doing a visual to a non, correct? In both those. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm making heads. So, you know, so, yeah, so everything's 100 percent head. So it's mm-hmm. almost like the, it's almost like those are kind of the same, but kind of not because guarantee and they're such. Um, they're they're way more interesting of a combination than mm-hmm. it would be for just like having a normal caramel that could possibly be heading. This is a gamma jag that's head albino. There, I mean like that that <laughs> right. You just said everything right there. So, and that's right. that's going to definitely demand. You know, I don't think you're going to have any problems convincing people of that or why they should buy that or something problems beating people away with a stick so <laughs> yeah the um the other one you'll be excited about is the albino and the citrus tiger <laughs> obviously they're going I knew that was coming. good boy <laughs> yeah now i can uh, but the cool thing about them 
Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about them is, well, you are going to make olive pythons, hopefully. So maybe we can. Uh, <laughs> 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 so it's always, it's always good you. switching snakes for snakes. <laughs> um, God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now I put some pressure on you. Um, yeah, I know. The cool thing about those, yeah, they're head albino, but they're just cool looking snakes. I mean, you know, so that's an easy sell. That's, that's the other horrible part. The really cool looking tigers head albino. It's like the gamma. It's like, oh my God, this thing's amazing. Wait, it's also head albino. It's like, it's almost like you're you're like one of those guys on a telemarketer kind of like, wait, there's one more thing. If you order now, you get like double the order for nineteen ninety five. It's like right. you're doing this one more thing, and I can't take it anymore. So it's um, you're 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 exactly correct. It's just that you know that's what's cool about them. Um, you now I'm make them all of Python's breed, so <laughs> get them all of babies. Um, I just posted up some pictures um, in the uh, in the NPR chat. And uh, one of the things that struck me today is <clears throat> looking at these these three animals in particular is, is that it seems that when you cross Darwin blood into um, albino or, or into like coastal like morphs coastals jungles etc you like kick up the color like unbelievably. Um, I'll agree to that. So, like, I have my caramel albino that I bought, and mm-hmm. she's she's a pretty snake. Um, uh, I really like her, but for some reason, the clutch that she made this year, uh, and I'm telling you that this is this albino that I got from Paul. That's not the albino jag because this year I didn't. I put her just with the albino not with the albino jag. Mm-hmm. And this one that I posted up, this first one, it, the color is crazy. They're just, it's, uh, doesn't look like what I produced the year before. It's just nuts. There's like no mm-hmm. black at all. Um, and then you look at the next one. Now, the next one that I posted up is like, is a caramel jungle jag, you know? And it seems yeah. like, I don't know if you would agree, but it seems like, you know how we used to kind of like cross subspecies and all? It's kind of like that's sort of taken out of the mix. Like, so that you're not mixing caramel into like a jungle project, you know? You're not mixing it into a jungle jag project. Um, but I think there's some potential there because this animal's just super clean, man. I mean, mm-hmm. and obviously this picture is just a shitty, um, a shitty iPhone pick, but super clean. And the color that I think is going to come in on this one is just. It's going to be nuts. So mixing the jungle and the caramel and Darwin, um, I don't know, man. I think there's some possibilities there that might be might be uh, untapped potential. And then that last one is just a super caramel zebra jag, which that was just nice. But, yeah, I mean. It is pretty. <laughs> it's got a perfect strike down its back, too, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right. And it's yeah. a female. <laughs> so, I mean, oh my god, you gotta wait four years. Well, I already have a male. the The father to that oh. is uh, is a male. Um, yeah, just the super caramel zebra jag. <laughs> Sorry, 
Um, it's just the super caramel. I, he throws <laughs> into his black hat every other day. Get out of here, you. What I don't know. I just... An exantic deep blackhead with you. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, one thing that has got me excited, because I think this plays the same way that what I'm talking about with um, uh, the uh, the caramel and the Darwin is that when you mix the IJ and the caramel, um, you kick shit up a notch. And I have a caramel het granite go into a caramel jag het granite. Um, they're just yeah. crazy. So I'm hoping to get some super caramel granite jags, which I think would just be crazy. And I think I'm pretty sure we have a picture of that over on uh, right, Python Radio. Granite com- is super, super caramel granite, granite jag. jag. Super caramel yeah. granite jag. Yeah. But they look they're they're very clean and they do very well. Uh, the the IJ the caramel granites tend to almost have more uh not the caramel color, more, especially in the background. And then adding jag to that makes it even just better and creamier looking and they they look awesome. So um I would honest to God be interested to see and I'm not saying I want one, I should be interested to see it. It mm-hmm. would be uh a super caramel uh, granite super zebra. Super caramel. A super zebra super caramel granite? Yes. Okay. Jag? I don't know. Do we have to add Jag in there? I don't know. Maybe. The ones that look honestly got like a Maclock Python. Right. Yes. Right. I would like to see that. This is hard. Um, (laughs) I would like to see that in a super caramel form, just because I would like to see it. Yeah, that would make it so I can look at it. Well, (laughs) that is. Well, I'll be one step closer uh, to that. Um, I say, I know you can do it. So I could. It'll happen eventually. I couldn't make the super, but I could make the actual zebra. But I put the I have a granite jag going to a zebra head granite this year. So um, okay, that pair that was another pairing that girl. And this is why I think that it's that specific year that I bought snakes. Um, right. That girl, that's the zebra head granite, is the same year that I got the exanic girl, and those and two snakes breeding. didn't go. They locked. They Damn. did all the, you know, went through the whole steps and everything, um, but uh, just didn't go the full course. So, you know, I heard one time before that how your female is two years before she breeds, is, I mean, what happens those in that time really is uh, sets a precedence for what's going to happen two years later, if that makes sense. So, like, when she's you know, those first year that she's, before she's going to, I guess if she's, if you're shooting for breeding at two years, which I would recommend three years, but that first Mm -hmm. year, which would be her second year, for those two years, if she's not eating and like really building up, I don't think that she's, you're going to be successful. At least that's been my experience. So if you agree, I I, I would agree that, um, the first two years for a girl is definitely crucial. And then also right. I think the 
year or two years buildup, because normally I don't breathe till four, um, is even more crucial because that's when you're going to start seeing the maturity happen. I mean, if the head isn't bulky or adult carpet-like or if the body doesn't kind of spread out, it's like you're going to be looking at some complications. Then you're also going to be looking at possibly a failed first year. Um, uh-huh. And again, these are all things you don't you won't know until you look at these. I mean, I've had girls where we come up on their fourth year and they don't look like they're going to be ready. And then I pull them out of cooling, and all of a sudden they look like an adult female carpet python. So I don't know if it's just because I'm nervous about them. I mean, also when you're raising up a snake, you kind of forget almost what you're looking at at the time. Right. So, so it's, that's why it's always good to have other breeders come. And I'll, every time I have one of you guys over, I'm always asking opinions or this, that, or the other thing, because it's good to have, you know, more eyes on an animal. But right. again, it's, they're going to let you know, but, but the first two years, can definitely totally ruin you if uh, if she's not eating, if she's being buggy, if she's you know eating this, eating that, or uh, stuck on a certain meal. You can throw yourself off and not be ready by the time uh, breeding season rolls around their third or fourth year. So yeah, I think yep. uh, another um, another one I'm pretty uh, excited about is. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my exanic IJs. Um, ah, yeah, those are pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty jazzed about you know I have I have a visual well I don't have them yet but I have a visual male uh, <laughs> that I'll have by breeding season and um, <laughs> I have a pair of pets. But is he one of those pretty IJs just like, on their own? What's that? They oh, are. Resonance. I mean. And, and, yeah, well, he's at, he's at Nick's, isn't he? Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's one of those animals that Nick's like, if Eric doesn't get this thing out of my house in three freaking weeks, I'm like, oh, I don't know, talk to him. <laughs> so, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, now they're pretty IJs. We're talking about the hets, right? Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen het exanthic coastals? I have them. I have several, but... They're odd-looking and really cool-looking compared to a normal coastal. So, obviously, het exanthic IJs are the same way. They're just really kind of funky, cool-looking. No, nah, they're more extreme. They're more yeah. extreme. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, they're definitely well, more extreme. I think it's because of the IJs' colors. Um, coastals yeah, tend to good. almost be exanthic-ish-esque by themselves. IJs are yeah, nothing. Yeah, Alone. Exantic, you know. Yeah. Um, they, they look like dirt. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm just curious to see what the exantic IJs. You know, that'd be nice. Out, you know. I, you I, think, I think that if I was doing pure, um, uh, pure exantic projects. Obviously, I would go like for instance, if I was making exanic granites. Um, obviously, I want to work with the yeah. I'm going to be um, the. Good. I would work with the. Uh, I would work with the uh, IJ exanic. Um, obviously, because yeah, you keep that. 
Right. You would keep that pure. If I'm making yeah. uh, Xanax Jags, Xanax Tigers, uh, Ghost Tigers, uh, Tiger Jags, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you know, all those kind of things, I would definitely work with the Xanax for the Coastal. Now, However, when my- making crosses... I was about to go there. All right, so would I-J, you... IJX, IJX, No, 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 no. Here's the thing. What if you have a granite het IJ, a, a, a granite IJ het exantic, and you have, would you breed it to a coastal exantic jag, or would you try to just get a visual IJ to breed with a non-visual coastal? Like a coastal that has no exantic in it at all. Hold on, let me make sure I follow this again. Uh, I don't know. What I'm saying is, now if you were going to make, say, we're going to make exantic uh, granite jacks, we're going to make exantic granite jacks, and there mm-hmm. there are so many different ways to get here. We all we're, we can all go through them in our heads. But now, would you try to just use the exantic on the IJ side? and mix it with non-exantic coastal blood to get where you were going? Or would you kind of cheat a little bit and have exantic IJ mixed with exantic coastal? I would use the IJ. Go the long uh, way around the barn to get better stuff. To get granite, exantic granite jags? Um, Uh Yes. Well, the whole idea is that this year... I would be making uh, the hets. So this year would be the hets. Now, the reason that I'm not making the exanic hets this year is because I want to use exactly what you're saying. I want to use exanic uh, IJ to make the hets for that right. project. Um, I just think that they have a better color palette to them. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. And, and again, I'm just going by the I, animals that I have. I just see yeah. like... The the coastal exanic looks more like your classic exanic. I mean, they're don't get me wrong; they're both fabulous animals. No, no, I mean, no. When I open up the cage to my exanic female girl, and it's just like, oh my god, this snake is beautiful. Now, now, I understand what you're saying, and I think the reason is because the natural contrast between that an IJ has over what a coastal has with all the natural colors that an IJ has gives you more of a contrast when you get that exantic, more shading and blushing of the silver mixed with the black of their pattern. So that's what makes it all really kind of cool. And I would definitely say that that shows up in even animals that don't even have IJ or coastal that much in it, that uh, exantic zebra that you showed me. That's a great example of that kind of contrast. So, Oh, oh yeah. say, you kind of want I to forgot get, about oh, her. Yeah, I mean, that, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's what you want to look for in an exantic granite. And I think the way to get there would be to work solely on the IJ portion and then try to have as little coastal blood in there to mess with that contrast. That's what I'm saying is what you should do. Yeah. Of course, I'm saying this because it's a long way around the barn, and I don't have to do it. So you can do it, and go ahead. Where I think, and I would be interested to see the comparison to your mostly IJ blood, uh, exantic granite jags, 
two ones where somebody just took an exantic granite and exantic and threw them together. That I would like to see is the uh, I think, difference. I think with the morph game, uh, mm-hmm. that's where people are, are going to have to start looking at that if they already don't. I think that what subspecies you're mixing really plays a part in your end result. Um, it does. You know, I, I think that I think that it's it's pretty easy to get into the mindset of like, you know, the ball python morph craze where you're just putting animals together for the sake of animal. That's what I'm saying. Like, you need to start with the the best examples that you can possibly get. Like, for instance, I mean, if you're going to make just to, just take a basic morph. If you're going to just make a zebra and you're going to you know try to make really high-end zebras, you're not going to start with an ugly jungle. You're going to get the best kind of jungle you can get. And what 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 has been shown is, is that, at least in my opinion, is that if you would have seen the jungles or the zebras that came in the United States in the first go-around, they were, they were pretty ugly, man. I mean, by, yeah. by today's standards <laughs> of what we look at, the first year that they were bred, the results were phenomenal. And I think it's because... Yeah. Again, there's so much concentration on the jungle, you know, subspecies and selective breeding that those genes are so potent that immediately when you breed that yellow and black animal, it just overrides. I mean, you're going to have spectrums within a clutch, but for the most part, you're going to kick it right into gear. You're not going to be waiting around a couple years to get like a really nice high yellow, you know, really bright yellow zebra. I mean... That pretty much is that's that's a standard now. I think where mm-hmm. people uh, where the carpet community has to go going forward is it has to kind of focus on those other subspecies. So like that's why I'm always trying to just make prettier, you know, prettier IJs or prettier coastals because along the way people are going to buy those animals and when you tie that into you know, a high-end morph project, that's just going to be the difference between, uh, you know, night and day. For instance, like, uh, this just comes to mind because I was reading about it again today. You know, we had John Bagley on the show a couple, like like a month ago or so, and he was talking about those Anaconda Jags. And whether it's something or not, who knows? But, like, I think, I don't know. I'd be curious to put that with, like, uh, the coastals that Zach has because they kind of have the similar pattern. Mm-hmm. So if you were to mix that, I wonder if you would get a more exaggerated type of look with that. You know, I mean, that's, you that's might. just, I'm just shooting for the stars there, but I'm just trying to, to, to give people an idea of like where you could, where you could possibly take a project, you know, no long, you can't just, you can't just, I think sometimes like people, it's hard for people that are maybe just getting into carpets or maybe, um, you know, have a couple and not really versed with what's going on. It's hard to to keep them straight because you're juggling the subspecies, you're juggling the morphs, you're juggling you know like this this these two different mindsets to where in like the in the I'm just going to use ball pythons because that's kind of mm-hmm. the standard of the morph game. You just breed two ball pythons together. You know what I mean? You're, you if you want to make a an exanic pied, you get an exanic, you get a pied, you make double heads, then you breed them, and then you get, you know, you, hopefully you hit your odds and you get an exanic pied. You know, there's no and real your exanic thought. pied looks like everybody else's exanic pieds. It's correct. You know, it would and yeah. So you're you're exactly correct. 
So I don't know. It's just kind of like, um, you know, I mean, there's something that there's, um, I'm going to keep this one to myself for a while until I can prove it. But I think there's a way that you can make whiter snows uh, by manipulating the the animals that you pick um, to breed. Now, I always thought, like with caramels, for instance, uh, me and me and Nick actually used to disagree on this. And the same with Exanic. Like, I think the key to making really nice Exanics is to breed the Exanic to a really high yellow animal. And I, Wow! The only reason I think that is because if you look at ball pythons and the Exanics mm-hmm. that would pop, they would breed them to things that were really, uh, they just had like this glow to them, you know? Because um, you're like kind of up in the yellow, and then you're taking it away. I, you know, I don't know if that's the correct lingo to how that works, but that's just what I've seen um, from people's breedings in other species. Now, whether that's going to work it with carpets, I don't know. I mean, Nick used to tell me that with caramels specifically, right? You want to breed animals with a little bit of black. I yes disagree with that <laughs> yeah you know, I, think, it was, I think the first uh, year you the, produced them kind of led me to that here. thinking oh yeah well yeah he because he, he told me because he said that uh because i bred the first year i produced him i bred a tiger to my caramel and it's all like well they're gonna look like crap and i'm like oh oh yeah they're gonna be all messed up you're gonna have mostly black animals you're gonna look like crap those are some of the best caramels I've ever produced. It's like, and, and like that you have. It's like, holy crap! The color went insane. So, I go show you. You don't really know until you try. And the uh, black for a better term, Dinker Project. <laughs> oh, hey, who the hell knows what you're going to create? You know, if you animal, and I'm always about the playing to the strengths of your animal an animal that is like pinstripes all over it, try to find a boy or a girl that is pinstripes. Breed them together and hell, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to produce normal to those, nothing like the parents. But what if you breed them together and you get all pinstripey little animals? Well, now yeah. you got to try to figure out if you've got a morph here or if you've got a line. Even if you just have a line, that's a pretty cool freaking line to have. So why not? You know? Yeah. So if, uh, if you yeah. have a dinker project or something, go play with something. Your animal will do what you do. But, <laughs> but, but, but do it right. Don't just sit there and go, man, got a cool spot in the back of its head. Let me find animal on the planet to breed it to to see if I can get this spot. Well, that's, that, that's dumb. That, that's not the way. It would be try to find an animal that kind of has a spot maybe nearby or something like that or can complement your animal. You know, that one, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, and unfortunately uh-huh. for people who buy snakes from me, when they call me up and they go, what's your cheap? All right. Well, why? Well, I have a jungle uh, breed it to. Well, I only sell babies, like I sell you my adults, so it don't matter. What do you got? So you want a male or a female? I want a male. You want a male. Carpet python. Coastal. That's all I have. Uh, what matter well it does matter it does freaking matter what, what do you want <laughs> so it it, it 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 matters 
So I feel so bad for those people when I'm done with them. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, mm-hmm. I do have I do have a secret project that I'm going to breed, but I'm not. Oh, uh, you no. know about it. Uh, you know about it, Owen. I do. Um, yeah, I told I you about it, and you kind of said you're doing what? <laughs> uh, did I forget about it? Damn yeah, it. you probably did. But um, was it breeding? Hopefully, huh? Was it... Has the breeding Isn't been the done already? Blood python. What? No, 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 no. I was just saying, the breeding the Borneo with the blood, just to no. piss off, let's piss off Matt Clutch. Um, <laughs> no. No, it's nothing like a crazy hybrid. It's just crossing right. um, a morph with another morph that hasn't been done. And I'm surprised. Probably why it hasn't been done. Let's see if people can guess. Probably the reason why it hasn't been done is because it's not really over in Europe until just a little while ago. So it's been in there for a few years. So that's probably why something like that. Uh, maybe it has been done, but it's not out in public. Yeah. Uh, inland granite. No. No, no. Oh, damn it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Nothing like that. Breeding, <laughs> breeding, breeding him inland to reduce pattern diet. Now everyone <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That would oh be God. burned at the stake. No. <laughs> uh, you know what is cool is that I am doing a pairing with uh, V. V. Mm. I am doing a pairing with V, but she's going to a zebra. Wait, wait, wait. So it would be red zebra jags. Is Molly not ready? No. Damn it. I don't care anymore. I don't I don't give a shit anymore. I don't even want to listen to what V's doing. Damn yeah, it. she's 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 not ready till next year. She I mean she uh. I don't know. She, She's the one that's sitting on the bench, you know what I mean? She's like one of those ones that's like, she could go, she couldn't go, you know? I don't know. She better go. God damn it. Yeah. No, she better not go. No, no, no. She's the wait a year. If she waits a year, I can throw what happens with this year <laughs> and all the money I'm probably going to be funneling to you. And then she can go <laughs> next year and get out of next year's list. All right. Uh, uh, see how that works? Next year. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. I'll have to think of something else to breed next year that you want so that I can give it to you. So, Rough scales. Hmm. If I don't already have enough. them by that point. Not old speaking enough. Speaking of that, uh, go on. Speak, speaking of that, along the same line, well, I don't know if you do this, but this time of year uh, I put my feelers out there for, you know, who's doing what, uh, you know, what what I'm looking for animal-wise and, try to get an idea of, um, you know, who, who's doing a pairing with an animal that, that, that I could, would be interested in. Is there anything that, uh, you definitely have on your wish list for 2016? Done. Done's pythons? Done's pythons. Now I'm actually sitting at a moment where, where everything is, and where to get it, or I've been offered it, and it's just immediately financial. So it's not a matter of if I can get it, it's when I can get it. Well, the extra, uh, I need another gold-faced white lip, and I need black-faced white lips again. Again, I know where to get 
all three of those animals. And I will get them. It's just a matter of the, you know, uh, money in order. And I have a bonus. just going to leave and, and come back to me as. So the, uh, I'm, I'm not really that concerned because, you know, I, I know several clutches that are going to be hitting the ground. Um, you kind of put the feelers out and you know where they are. Now the guns, uh-huh. they're not really been done much at all. Here. They're here. I don't know how far away we are. I don't know. Uh, I know who's got them. I don't know who's going to get them first um, to breed. I'm assuming uh, that would probably be than everybody else's. I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year or from now, whatever. But they're the ones that I'm putting feeling because, you know, we've always said a million times, you get the one animal you want and then you, you get your white whale. And then next thing you got to do is find a new whale. So I have a pair of rough scales. So something else. Got to hunt down the duns by then. So uh, they would probably be the ones I'm looking at. And that would just be fun to have for the liasis portion of my brain. So. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Um, I'll leave that to you, though, my man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I was trying to feed my feeding my. I say trying. I was trying to feed my savus yesterday, and my savus get so excited about food, they actually bite out of the cage, and mm-hmm. then don't coil the mouse. Get so excited, they start running around their cages. They don't coil. They freak out. I almost I have to close their cages, walk away for like twenty minutes, and then come back and try to get them to eat. Try to get them to calm down and actually bite, wrap, and eat. Some most of the time they do. Yesterday there was no calming those two totally tweaking out the entire time. Um so liasses can be funny. <laughs> um but it, i think I think because the max are definitely my favorite out of liasses. And I've heard that the Duns kind of act like Maclots pythons, so and they look just different, kind of have the longer snout of an olive python. But I think they would be cool looking there, and, and I would like to add them to the project. So, and then of course I'll have Savus, Fuscus, Olives, Max, and Duns, and you know, then the, the more animals can enter Liasis. So, so then, what genus no, are you going to move on to next? We don't know. Well, I I have to finish the the Therakis. Um I have to get the gold white lip male, the black white lips, and then I have to get ring pythons again. And then that will finish off them. And no, I'm not going to go into all the crazy like uh, Tamika, and I do not need pop ones. They're on their own thing now. Nice try. Um, Apatoras. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't want I them. Don't, don't, That's like yeah, your perfect I don't want mix. Apatora. I don't want I don't. They're, Casper has told me horrible, horrible things of these creatures. So <laughs> I have olives. I'm good with olives. I'd rather have olives and white lips and be like, and these are the apodoras would be kind of in the middle. I'd rather just do that. So, and, and they do nothing for me. They have the, 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 the smashed little head. Um, and, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like their face. Uh, so. Oh, man, you're a liasis snob. I see how it is. <laughs> I am a liasis snob. I'm a liasis snob. It's hard. Well, yeah. I can they kind of, they kind of look like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> um, the, uh. It, 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 I can kind of see how their face can kind of look like a Mac Mac sometimes, but right. I like the longer snout of the olive pythons. That's kind of what appeals to me. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll add Duns, but no Apodora, no, none of those. What I what I have learned over this summer is is that no matter how hard I try to venture out of Morelia, carpet right pythons in particular. <laughs> Uh, no matter how hard I try to find that python that is cooler, can't better eats he, better sheds better all of that. As I try to find that animal, I keep coming to the realization that there is no better python for me, and probably for you, <laughs> than carpet <laughs> pythons. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, it's you know, just, it's just you can't. I, it can't be argued. Uh, now, I mean, I, uh, well, it's funny because you know, as I'm waiting for my savus to calm down, I fed all yeah. the other Morelia babies, and I'm like, "See, these bastards know what to do. I give them the food, they eat it, they go away." It's like yeah. you know, it, and it was all that stuff. And of course, I've said this to like everything else that isn't a Morelia in my uh, house. It's like, see, this guy knows what to do. Of course, he's a carpet python. You would know how to do this. You're a goddamn <laughs> fuscus. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh... Uh, the one thing that did catch my eye today, and I got to be honest, for some reason this project has never caught my eye before. Mm-hmm. Um, not something that I would run out, run out and buy. I'll tell you what's on my wish list for 2016 in a second. But um, yeah. albino chondros. Um, ah, the really and bright, bright you, yellow. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I heard some people saying that they're just basically like the uh the Kofi owls and um the only thing though with the difference is is that this is genetically reproducible consistently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas with Kofi owls, uh sometimes you get a green snake. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like if you yeah. could get that yellow um yellow snake to be consistent where it's just that solid yellow that's a pretty mm-hmm. hot animal and i don't know why mm-hmm. i just i i've never never really took my eye before but for some reason that picture that the i can't remember who it was but it was over on the, the facebook uh morelia viridis forum facebook page um i just was kind of like i was like it wow it didn't almost look and real I, did it 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 almost looked like this was like a photoshopped picture, like looking yeah. at that thing. I'm like that that I'm like that animal cannot be like you notice that, you know, a few pictures in you're like holy crap it that is that is completely a legitimate thing. So it's uh, it's definitely very very cool. Yeah, it's you know I, again I it wouldn't be something that I would run out and spend ten thousand dollars on, but you know you. just like. Just like with um, albino <laughs> carpets, eventually the price comes down to where it's, you know. Well, and 
sucks is that these, the, uh, oh, thank God that this will eventually be one of those projects that will get down there. Uh, somebody tagged me in a picture. This picture resurfaces every couple months. Uh, the T Neg or T uh, Paz Albino Goldface White Lip. Um, they, I get tagged in that picture every time that thing resurfaces. It is, <laughs> it is, it is bright yellow and gold from the neck down. Like, uh, uh, but it's, the top of his head is uh, black and with the normal colors of a white lip. So it is just animal. And mm-hmm. people have been. I, 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 this thing has been bred allegedly to several females. You've never seen anything reproduce. You never see any babies. People who claim to have babies tend to get them around the same time that Indonesia shipments to the wholesalers are coming in. So it's all a blatant lie. Um, it, I've been offered anim- babies from this animal uh, that are somewhere in the $15,000 each range. And it's just one of those things where I would love to see it reproduced. I would love to see more of them. But is it ever going to happen? Who the hell knows? It might just be that this animal's in the hands of the wrong person, like that. Uh, you know, we, we've seen several morphs that are like that, where it just happens to be this really awesome animal that is owned by somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing. So far, it's never reproduced. The animal dies, or we never hear about it again, which we assume it's dead. So, but. Thank God, at least the albino chondros, you know, we know about it. There's lines, there's multiple animals, and it will eventually come down to an area where, you know, if you want a really bright yellow, freaky-looking snake, you can go get one. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, for some reason, yeah, like I said, that just popped out to me. But um, another thing that um, I'll hit on this, too, Real quick before we move on to uh, the wish list, did you mm-hmm. follow this? Um, I'm trying to pull it up on our on our page here, not on our page on our uh, thing. The Green Tiger mm-hmm. IJ. Did you follow that at all? I follow. I've not. Fo- I didn't follow it. I saw it, and I thought it was one of those things where uh, I do know the Green thing was kind of weird to me. I, I never really fully understood it. Um, I know Casper was working with them for a little bit, but I never really kind of followed it, and I never really did it to try to understand what's going on with them. But apparently now they've been mixed with tigers, or they popped out a tiger, or no. something like that. No. Um, All right. Hold on. Enlighten I'm going to post, post a picture of this supposedly. Oh, now I can't. I won't paste. Um See if I can do Never it mind. There. We were going to do it, but we're not now. So I'm going to I'm ah. going to talk into it. Um, apparently, this I was always under the impression that the green line was just basically the uh, exantic, um, the exantic het IJ. Um, really. Okay. Yeah, because they have, the, like we said earlier, they have sort of this different look to them. So, right. um, a lot of people. There, now I can save it. Okay. A lot of people. And, and that would, 
wasn't there issues with breeding green to green or something like that? Or there was some bad clutches out there that, or at least bad, bad numbers? Well, I think the only people that I know that, that had them were, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Casper. Um, and that proved to be, uh, exantic. Um, but then there's this, there's this other, uh, I, I don't know if this is the same thing. I believe it came from the same person. I believe it came from, uh, let me see if I can, uh, get my stats together. So they bred a green to green and they got mm-hmm. plus or minus 50% green tigers, which is the picture that I just posted. I think I just posted. Yeah. I just posted up over in the NPR chat. Um, All right. Then he bred the green tiger to green, and he got 50% plus or minus green tiger and 50% green. Um, This season, this past season, they bred an IJ granite to a green. They got no granites and no green tigers in the clutch. Because if you look at this thing that's called a green tiger – um, it looks like a, it looks like kind of like a a zebra and a granite kind of mixed with a stripe. Down, you know what I mean? It, it's almost you know actually it almost looks like an IJ and a granite mix. Like it's got the head of a granite but the body of an IJ. And then every like if you go down the sides, it kind of has this weird look to it. To where is it granite? Is it IJ? I don't know. But. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, the result from that clutch was plus or minus fifty percent green, and they would be a hundred percent het granite, and then they got normal IJs that were a hundred percent het granite. So that kind of proved that this green tiger thing is uh, code Um Then what struck me as weird, um, they they uh, they put it with. They showed the animal that kind of started the project, um, mm-hmm. and it pretty much looks like an M-Pen Coastal. Um, no, god damn it. I don't know if you're looking, if you look at the outline that I sent you, but hold on, I'm going to try to... Uh... You know I didn't. So it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, all right, onward and upward, let's go here and send it over. Uh no reason to uh, squabble over details. You'll see it in a second, Owen. Now you tell me that that doesn't look like a M-Pen Coastal. Do you, you see that? You have Coastals that look like this. I've had Coastals that look like this. I produce okay, so Coastals that look like this. Yeah. Apparently. It's not a Coastal. This, this is the green. Uh, this is a pure IJ. It's a pure IJ, huh? Yeah, but where did it come from? Do we know any of the origins behind this? Thing? Yeah, this first green tiger hatched by Klaus yeah. Patterson at the breeding. Uh, the green and green tiger were our pure Harrison, Harris and I. Uh, the other projects we bred together. Um, we hope to make one. Uh, that was this animal was displayed. Um, I guess in 98 by Mark Mentz. Um, so apparently that, that one that I posted up, yeah, I'm with you, Zach. I'm a little bit uh, suspect. I'm, I'm, a, 
Hi. That looks so much Thanks. like a uh, coastal. It's crazy. But here's the thing: like when you breed, when they, in order to get this animal, that's this green tiger. That's the founding animal that they started with. Um, this is sort of so. Here is a green tiger. I'm going to post this picture up. Uh, let me send this over. And you can see what I'm talking about with it kind of looks like the, a mix between an IJ and a granite. Um, mm. Head pattern washed out says a lot. Yeah, it kind of screams coastal influence. So. Is it a coastal morph? I don't know. This is what they're saying is a green What's tiger. That? What's that? Tiger? Wait. That, what did you just post up? Because that looks like a granite. Yeah, but that's a green tiger. So it looks like a granite. Yeah, I know. But when they breed that with a... We, when they breed that with a so granite, you don't get granite. Yeah. Okay. So why are we calling it a... God damn it. We need to figure, if it's got stripes, it's a tiger. Come on. Figure something else out for this thing. Name it something right. else. <laughs> Damn uh, it. Now we're all confused. All right. So, so breathing Here's this, the granite, you get no babies. But what happens when you breathe this to a normal IJ? Get 50% of the clutch looks like this green tiger. Holy shit. You see what I'm saying? We, we should not call it a green tiger. Okay, so now you've just told me. But now you've just told me this thing acts like a codon, which doesn't act like tiger. Tiger isn't codon. You so, got to get the tiger, the American tiger, out of your head. I can't. Green is a bad name. <laughs> so, it's like a stupid name. Yeah. Well, so this was named in '98. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, so dude. this was this past year. This was this thing was breeding. To a um, the green that was a green okay. see that's a green IJ and it's breeding to a yeah. granite IJ okay yeah yeah there's the green okay. yeah uh, uh, IJ well we'll put IJ in air quotes um, <laughs> there's a the green bag. IJ on the clutch yeah and that's okay. And here are the babies. Now, before I post up the babies, what would your thoughts of what's going to pop out of that be? Well, you said the other thing's codom, so you'd probably get 50-50, right? Oh, but we bred it to a granite, so I assume well, they're if all you were, If you were thinking that that thing that I that I posted up was a was a granite, the green tiger thing, yeah. You first words you said were that looked like a a granite, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you bred it to right. a granite, you would assume that. Yeah. It would pop out. Okay. Granite. Yeah. This Hold is. On. It's a little difficult. Everyone waits now. Do we have a caller? No. Get off the phone. <laughs> We're not going to calls. Put the, put the picture maybe, up on the thingy. <laughs> maybe we butchered that. I'm not saying that this is true or not true. I'm just. I'm just. I saw this on Pick of the Week. I thought it was interesting because of the um, 
First of all, because of the founder animal. Second of all, because of this green tiger and the results that they had. And third of all, because of the pairing that they did. And what? There's only one granite. There's only one granite in this group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's breeding. We got that. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Um, (laughs) So the babies look like normal IJs. As far as I can tell from that picture. So, I don't know what's going on with what? that. Is it a possible new morph? Is it not? Brought the was on, because then he could have explained it to us. But, um... Well, it might be one but, of those things that maybe it's bullshit. I don't know. I really well, don't this know. Also might, this also might be the next step, because obviously now the next step is raising up the offspring and breeding them back to each other. See what that does. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, this is how it works. See the see the animal that's on on eggs. Yes, that's what they call that, a green IJ. That's a if green you IJ. Green, that green IJ to another green IJ, you would get this green tiger, which is kind of looks like a granite, but that would be the super form. Okay, so obviously now, okay. I got it now. So technically, all these babies down here are carriers of it. So we'll see how it rolls. Ah, see, look, there's Terrell is on the case. Uh, yeah, there it is. Mark Mentz, two thousand four. All now, right. If you look all at right, that, animal, right. that screams IJ to me. But yes, it does. Yeah. So we'll see, and. Uh, by the way, this portion of the show, if you do not uh is brought to you by if you're not no. in the NPR chat, then you have no idea what we're talking about. Nothing happy <laughs> world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is why so, See, see, even Zach doesn't know why we picked Tiger Tiger as a choice word it's dumb. Ti- should not luck, be man. called a tiger. I don't disagree pick with that. Pick it in her name. God damn right. <laughs> Hashtag see, pick it in her name. Thank you. Thank you. If it doesn't got stripes, it's not a tiger. We have enough cats in the world. Pick something else. Call it a goddamn puma. I'm done now. I'll I'll be quiet. So yeah, so, so this is kind of a kind of an interesting project. Um <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Um <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, it's you know, and I, I, I would love to see it turn out to be something. That would be cool. So, yeah, yeah, a Kodam, pretty much a Kodam granite. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. You know what I mean? That's it is. What it looks. It's a Kodam. Now, now, the first animal that you posted up, the first tiger, um, green line tiger, or whatever the hell you want to call it, that looks impressive as hell. I mean, that looks cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think the the only thing that threw me off with this and screaming bullshit was the fact mm. of the and the the M pen looking coastal. coastal. <laughs> that kind of just you know, maybe that's but, not maybe that's not. You know it, what? But when they posted up the post and pick of the week, that's the pick yeah. that they posted up as the founder and animal. Now, my thing is that we argue enough about the purity of the founder animal of Jaguar. And now we're going to do this. I mean, can you imagine the debates 
that would flow from whether or not this is a pure IJ morph line if it was established as one? I'm sure people would, but unless you can uh, send... Set, set the internet on fire. So yeah. it's... Um, yeah. I so. think the thing and with the... Like, uh... I mean, it's not like Morelia people are bullheaded and stick on to things. And one thing I will so. one thing I will say is that the mm. animals that Derek Roddy has that are mm-hmm. that called New Guinea that yeah. I kind of subscribe to the idea that they could possibly be Cape York animals. I don't know whether that's I could never prove that, but if you'll you never look be able at, to know. Yeah, if you look at, I don't know. There's, I have this article that Buddy Buddy gave me a while back that talked about the Barkers and them bringing in uh, animals and calling them uh, that they were from New Guinea because they were going through a whole bunch of shit that you know, uh, importing animals from Australia, and uh, you know, so what did they do to bypass that? They kind of bypassed it by just saying, okay, these are New Guinea carpets. And that's kind of the name that Derek has always stuck with. But if you look at them, if you look at this animal that is a that that looks like an M pen, some of the animals that come out of that clutch that um are quote unquote New Guinea carpets. Um yeah. which again that, that that name is a stupid name too, because then you got the other Nova Guinea, which are New Guinea animals and people get confused mm-hmm. with that as well. But these basically is a line that Derek Roddy has, and he has them all the way back to the founding animals, and basically he's been breeding them forever, and he gets across-the-board crazy results in the clutch. I mean, he's got bright animals in the clutch. He's got exanic animals in the clutch. They throw, I should say, exanic-looking um, yeah. animals yeah. that could, uh, you know, have the striping is sick, and it looks very similar to what this animal looks like. So... I'm not saying that that's out of the realm of possibility that that right there is could be an is it an IJ is it a New Guinea maybe it's a different locality of uh, New Guinea carpet python you know maybe. I mean again I'm not I'm not trying maybe to be like some, make it make it true blood in there yeah but if you look at wild carpet pythons and um, <laughs> yeah, you need to get on that, Zach. If you look at wild carpet pythons and what we think of what they're supposed to look like, it's not the case, my man. It's yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, yeah, I watch wild this YouTube video pretty. Yeah, I watch this YouTube video pretty much every week, and this uh, they go around and they basically collect animals that are, uh, you know, in somebody's lawn or in their ceiling or on their front porch which by the way is pretty pretty friggin' awesome to have a carpet it is awesome. well, on um, your porch. <laughs> uh, you remember yeah. i was talking to uh god who was i talking to it's Henley. ah australian um crap no no it was march yes peter talking peter birch and peter's like oh yeah well there's this diamond python that keeps breaking into my snake room i'm like what 
He goes, yeah, he comes in, he's chilling on top of my racks. I check him out, let him go. I'm like, you just have a wild diamond python. He's like, yeah. He cruises in every once in a while. I'll feed him every once in a while. I'm like, so he just, like, yeah, he does whatever he wants. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, well, that, that that's incredible. Well, this guy, he, he pretty much goes into the territory where, yeah, there you go. CC, there you go. Thank you, Terrell. Man, he's on the well, ball. Again, he's gonna if you're be not the, yeah. on the NPR chat, you have no idea what's happening right now. But we're looking yeah. at Pretty Snake. And you can listen to us look at Pretty Snake. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, look <laughs> at the variability in that. And tell me that that animal that's right up the second picture doesn't look like that animal that's in that as a founding animal. All right. It doesn't look like the founding animal. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I could I actually I could I could actually yeah, produce these this year bastard. possibly. Um but uh actually yeah, that 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 one we're talking about top right. Um yeah. Uh you can make a case that that looks exactly like it. Even the ones further down um that he did uh well just put up. So could these be Nova uh, New no, Guinea have been. Right. I meant to say New Guinea. I meant to say New Guinea. Down these, boy. these <laughs> animals could possibly be. I think, in my opinion, that they could possibly be Cape York carpets. All right. Well, there'll be no way to prove this at all. You can't prove it. No. But and you know what's really crazy? Nice yeah. This is just to, to show you how screwed up we are as reptile people. Yeah, you have this animal, right? This carpet python yeah. here. They look freaking uh-huh. crazy. The uh-huh. crazy variability in the clutch. Beautiful animals, uh-huh. right? But the yeah. fact that there's not a label on them, <laughs> I could tell. Because I could, I could breed them next year, right? But I've yeah. kind of thought, nah, maybe I shouldn't breed them. Maybe I should. Um, you know, I don't know. But because of the fact that I can't say that this so basically what it comes down to is the the name is more important than the pretty animal. You know what I mean? That's kind of kind of crazy. I mean, I can I can what, give you lineage all the way back to the founding animals, so you know matter. exactly what is it? <laughs> what, what the founding animals are. But yeah. if and now all of a sudden, if we could prove, say we did genetic testing or whatever, uh, you know, we could genetically test these and genetically test Cape York carpets and all of a sudden they were on par and they said, oh yeah, they're Cape York carpets. Um, then all of a sudden we can put this name that on it. Desirable. The, the Cape York, Car- exactly Cape York carpets yeah. and then people will be like, I need three pairs of them. Well, look at it, look at it the other way. I mean, obviously the coastal blood in the country has been mixed all over the place. Pure coastal in the country, you have no idea. It's got Rockhampton, Brisbane, whatever. The second now that we have proven lines of Rockhampton is Brisbane, people want to throw a couple hundred dollars at a pair of Brisbane's because it's a pair of Brisbane's. Now, take it, granted, Brisbane's look amazing. They're fantastic-looking animals. Mm-hmm. But you, you might already have Brisbane blood in your own freaking coastals that have already been mixed in with the other stuff. So it's a coastal and people want 80 bucks for it. It's a Brisbane Coastal. People want 200 bucks for it. So, but it's not that far off. Now, if I could prove that this Coastal line that I've been working with forever was 
also a Brisbane line or somebody else. Now I can demand more money for it. So it's just the way it is. The second you get a name to it or you start caring about it or it appeals to the masses, that's when, that's when they want to buy it. Right. Also, the first thing somebody does when they buy a new snake, what, what do they do? What's my snake? <laughs> no, no. It, it, I smack <laughs> those people. I hate those people. What did I get? Shut the fuck up and figure it out. Um, no, it's um, you'll never know. Uh, the the first thing you do is when you get a snake, you take a picture of it, and you may not tell the world, but you'll tell a select few people about it because you 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 want to show it up. Yes, Zach, quarantine it. That's what you're supposed to do, but not a lot of people do that. But obviously, you want to show it off. You want to show people. It may not be. You may not be chucking it up on the uh, pick of the week or whatever. You'll still be texting it to your friends. So um, let people care about what it is they're presenting that they got. So mm-hmm. if I could throw a name to it and it's something that's cool and sophisticated and not that, you know, it's rare, then hell yeah, I'm going to make sure all the words are in there when I'm typing it up, that it's a this, 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 this head for hippopotamus. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, that is the whole episode. <laughs> Very good, Jack. Now shut um, up. <laughs> I never told you to shut up once, Zach. I'm just You're right. I'm just mostly <laughs> going. <laughs> um, so as far as uh, stop distracting. Sorry, I'm putting it down. <laughs> so <laughs> go on. Uh, if um. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't concentrate while this thing is beeping in my oh, ear. Yeah. Holy smokes. I gotta mute it. I'm muting it now. We just did three shows in one week. Give us some slack, god damn it. Yeah, I know, right? That was People. tough. Anyway, we already yeah, hit well. on that. One thing that <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> one thing that I wanna up my game on and uh um one thing that I want to up my game on for as far as like adding to my collection is some diamond pythons. Mm, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you want to like up your game on diamond pythons? Do you have how many reduced patterns? I just have one. I think you do. No, I have one and then I have a pair oh. that produce um I'm sorry. Um <laughs> you have you have one reduced pattern, you have a pair they could produce reduced patterns. Yes. Okay. Well, so hopefully upping your game would be what? Crossing off the remaining two bloodlines that you don't have? Well, I think there's about I think there's seven no. Um hold on, let me let me pull out the uh carpet python book. Uh I'll get wait. out my quail pen. <laughs> I believe phone you... book, <laughs> yeah. and candles yeah. and looking at it, yeah. Yeah, there we'll is wait. about six to seven different bloodlines of diamonds. Um, now, are we talking bloodlines from? Because I know that a bunch of carp, a bunch of diamonds just hit the country from the Frankfurt Zoo. Apparently, they had way too many, and they actually sent a bunch into the country. So, I know that one. Are we including those in your bloodline thingy? Ah, uh, that's a new bloodline. 
Uh, I don't know if it's new, but it's one that I just heard of. I, well, I can't uh, prove any, but uh, I've heard that people are selling these Frankfurt Zoo line diamonds with documentation. So, yes, maybe. It's what? What is the? What is the? Uh, Frankfurt bloodline Zoo. You said. Frankfurt Zoo. Huh. I never heard There's of it. There's a zoo in Frankfurt. There's a zoo in Frankfurt. Apparently, they have diamonds. Hence the name so, Frank Zoo. Hence the name Frank <laughs> Zoo. It's not a guy's name. It's actually a place on a map that has a zoo. So, are you following me so far? Um, the, yes. That's what I've heard, at least. And, of course, this is the rumor mill. Take it with a grain of freaking salt. Somebody can track these animals down. Go ahead. But uh, from what I heard, there were... Two-year-olds all the way down to hatchlings imported, and a pretty good number of them. And that's why you're beginning to see pure diamond pythons on dealer lists and things like that. So, rumor mill, this is, you know, whatever you want to say. So, uh, but yeah, um, obviously what you want to do is add more bloodlines to your diamond pythons. You already have San Diego Zoo line? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have San Diego Zoo bloodline. Um, yeah. The other bloodline, uh, well, there's Gary Bale. I have ballet, that however you want to say ballet. it. Bale, um, ballet. I think he has a couple different bloodlines, if I'm not mistaken. I think he does too. I, I want to say that the, he had that. One of the rarest bloodlines in the states is probably uh, LASIK line diamonds. I don't know anybody that works with them. No, I don't either, but. So, but everything has a LASIK line. I mean, Jesus Christ, the, the rough scales could have a LASIK line if they wanted to. So, um, but I've not, I've never even, I've never heard of anybody who works with them. Um, most, most of the ones that I've heard of, San Diego Zoo and Vail. So, there's also the uh, Riverbank Zoo. Um, yes, I've heard that one. Sorry. There's the Price Bloodline. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I I know Casper and Rolf. They did a uh, a pairing in Europe uh, mm-hmm. last year, and I believe that they're working with a new bloodline now. Is that the same bloodline as that Frankfurt Zoo? I don't know. That'd be something that I, have. I don't know. That's, his that's his diamonds are beautiful, stuff. though. Uh, yeah. Then there's this uh, bloodline that actually led me to MP is the Cypress Creek bloodline. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's the, I know that uh, I heard that um, I think that the name was DM Propagations or something. I think they work with them. Um, but they're no longer in existence, I believe. Uh, as far as I know. Um, it'd be kind of hard to track them down if they already, you know, sold them all off and do whatever. Yeah, you'd have to follow back. I, again, when it comes to diamonds, that's why this is kind of so important to follow. Um, uh, let's see. Um, this guy, Geb Bailey, um, apparently he imported this Cypress Creek bloodline. This Cypress um, Creek bloodline diamonds are here? So, well, no, okay. this guy was from a while oh. ago. Um, Damn it! Back in the, the early MP days, 
Um, See, I just I want you to get them all now so that I can take a look and figure out which ones I want. You do all the work. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? I think mm-hmm. I may be beaten by the Morelia police for this, but I think oh, that uh, the diamonds are sort of my answer to Bolins. <laughs> you know, like so you didn't go to, no 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 go on because I'm kind of agreeing with, with this. So. Um, I think that I love Bolan. I love Bolan python. Yes, it's a beautiful animal. Yes, but to me, I find that diamond pythons are just as challenging. Um, I shouldn't say just as challenging, but I don't know what's his name, Frederick over there in, in Europe. He pretty much figured them out. He's got them Bolans dialed in. He bred a clutch again mm-hmm. this year, produced babies. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty much a done deal. Um, I don't think that, that that's really anything to do with other than the fact of those animals feeling comfortable enough to go the distance. I don't think there's probably in a couple of years from now when more people do it, um, you're going to see that they're going to become easier and easier to breed. I think. Yeah. This is my opinion. I think... I think what Frederick has done is started the ball in motion that's showing that they can be bred, mm-hmm. um, which gives people with the animals more confidence that they will be able to produce them. So I think people would stick with the project longer than they would yeah. if nobody was producing them. Because, And I think that's just the kiss of death when it comes to these type of animals. As soon as you pass it off, forget it. You just took the project back at least it's five done. years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then and then nobody's patient enough, you know, except the people that truly love Boland's pythons. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody's patient enough to just, you know, see those five. Wait, yeah. Diamond pythons are kind of the same way, I think. You know, they take a little longer to, to raise up, but they're beautiful animals. Oh, my God, they're so nice, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They're like the creme de la creme of the carpet python world. I mean, they're just... But- but diamonds appeal to me more, in my opinion. They've got the... I, I like their look better. They've got the more Morelia look. I mean, a bowling's got a blockhead. I mean, but it's a, it's a, still an amazing-looking animal. But the the build of a diamond python just appeals to me more. And uh, they've always been one of those unobtainable things when I started Morelia, because I mean, when I started, they were sixteen apiece for babies, I think. Yeah. Um, and that was, and it was one of those moments of, uh, I'll never get those in my hands, or if I ever touch them, I'm pretty sure I'll break them, and I'll just, you know, whatever. So to have them now is, you know, awesome. And of course, that could be the exact reverse for somebody else with Bolins is that these are these unobtainable animals, and now that they're here, awesome. And what I think is also going to, I don't know if you mentioned this, but what's also going to push Bowens more and more now is that uh, the babies that Frederick has produced are going to start getting old enough to breed. And these are straight-up captive-born-and-bred population of Bowens. For all you know, we can start cranking out babies. I think that'll be the key. I think every single one of those little guys is going to have an easier time breeding than its parents. So, right. Yeah, who knows? I, I, I still, it's not, the bowlings do nothing for me. I don't know why. I, I think I'm. <laughs> yeah. 
it <sighs> doesn't work. I know, I know, I know. I Again, the Marley Global yeah, I they just don't. I mean they're they're not as sleek as uh Scrub Python. They're not as you know, I they just eh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel that you. Don't do I feel you. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's like I guess you, I think if you're going to keep an animal like that, you really have to be into that species. Really yeah. yeah. Look look at it's, Casper, man. I mean, he pretty much traded everything he had to go and work with them. Not. That's awesome, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because he if loves that was them his thing, that's fine. Yeah. But you know. they're not a kind of animal that you have a pair of in the corner of your snake room, and you're like, well, they'll breed this year or they won't. They, 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 there's something more. <laughs> They're yeah. they're higher up, and I and I can't give them that much attention. So yeah, so th- that's kind of like uh, we kind of have to. Uh, I want to kind of up that game. The other game that I want to up a little bit is my uh, jungle carpet game. Um, mm. Headhunter uh, jungles just really turned my eye this year. Like I, I have some ideas on on uh uh what I want to uh to add to the group and uh I just think that there's uh there's a lot of potential there. Um, I don't know. So I wanna up up the game with that. And of course there are the rough scales. <laughs> mm. You know? Um Yeah. Well it, it it comes down to what what if we're talking about expanding and what we want to move in on. Obviously, I do want to move in a little bit more with the jungle carpets, but I am already running out of space with all the different projects I have going on here. But the one place I would probably want to add would be uh, inland. Inland, um, yeah. I'll, I was wondering I'll, when you're going to yeah. add them. They're on my list. It's just that, and I've had some opportunities to jump on them. But they've always come at the wrong time. It's always like, like I imagine spend money on a snake, and then mm-hmm. like the next day somebody would be like, "You want to buy a pair of villains? It's like, God damn it! It's like it, <laughs> it happens like that. It, they're 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 that animal where it's like I've just come back from a show and I sold like three animals, but I spent all that money on food, uh, the, on, on rodents, and uh, a brand new something that I wasn't expecting to be there. And when I get home, there's an email about a pair of villains, and I'm like. Son of a bitch. So it's one of those things where what I'll probably end up doing is scaling back in the – because the problem is, is that when I'm looking at it is I'm running out of room for adults. Uh, I have plenty of room for babies and stuff, but I'm running out of room for adults. So mm-hmm. it'll be kind of one of those decisions of I have you know, 1.2 of bread lie do I really need all three bread lie? Do I really need, you know, this coastal, that coastal? Do I need the small stupid projects like the Amazon tree boas and the Dominican red mountain boa? You know, do I, do, do I need this? Do I need that? Uh, do I need all the damn corn snakes? So it's, it's one of those decision-making time bullshits. So it's, uh, yeah, that's always tough, ain't it? Isn't it? So it's yeah. like, I'll, I'll get inland, but, I also got to think about is that I have a rack of 32 quarts that are filled with juvie carpets. And then I have the entire one side of one of my baby racks, which is filled with holdbacks and baby carpets that I'm raising. And eventually I'm going to have to start moving into the bigger cages. So it's, uh, I've only been in this damn room for a year. I'm already out of space. What the hell? So, 
son of a ridiculous. bitch. Son of a you bitch. You didn't buy the house with the best basement, my man. <laughs> I know. So I'm moving. I'm actually, I'm moving the incubator out of the snake room into the side room, and that frees mm-hmm. up that entire corner for rack systems. I'm just going to put in a bunch of 41, 32s, uh, 15-quart racks. So I have that entire corner there is nothing but racks that can hold young to juvie to maybe even small adult males. So that that entire corner. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. So. That's cool. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like my uh, my main – my wish list gets smaller and smaller. There's a couple other things, but I don't know if they'll be available or not. Uh, the wish gets smaller, but – mine gets smaller, but it gets more intense. It gets more, like, focused or weird or way out there because it's like I can sit there and be like, I want Inlands. That's that's reasonable. I want White Lips. Okay, you've always known. I also want Rhino Ratsnakes. Wait, why do you want Rhino Ratsnakes? Because Buddy Buscemi, that's why. I also want, and then you keep going, and it's like, uh, all right. So it, the list gets smaller, but it does get a little bit more intense, and it doesn't ever get cheaper. I mean, for yeah. those people out there who think talking to us will lower your snake bill or your snake want, we have some sad news for you. Um, <laughs> it won't. Just to keep no. everybody in mind, when I started this damn show, I had eight coastal carpet pythons. That was it. <laughs> Come along from with listen- the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to this bullshit is what got me into this business <laughs> I got now. God yeah. damn it. Oh, um, but I'd like it, to add a it, couple chondros, too. I'd like to add some chondros. You just got rid of your chondros. No, I'm sorry. We uh, want pure chondros, right? Don't we? Yeah, I just like locale chondros. By the way, I hate that one that you sold me. It's a <laughs> Grendel, yeah, I hate you. I hate him so much. He's he's an evil bastard. He's evil son of a bitch. He's pretty though. He's pretty. He is. Um, he is, and he do well with the female. But it's like, all right, how long am I gonna push them? How long am I gonna put up with you? So, yeah. So the uh, um, I, I'd like to add probably some, maybe some marus, maybe some marus. Some Beox or some Marooks. I mean, that's really the the group that I'm working with. So, um, yeah, that 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 would be the route that I would go. I, eventually, I'd like to to add in uh, Kofi Owls, uh, but I know that they're a little bit on the high price range, and depending on uh, you know where they fall, that's kind of like I heard that they're a bitch though to get to eat when they're babies. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I really don't. Really difficult, dude. I, I've <laughs> my my one female uh, red mountain boa. Um, she like slugged out, or the the boa comparison to slugging out on a boarded or whatever. So that litter's gone. Not doing that this year. So I was kind of like, oh, but I'm also kind of yes. <laughs> I don't have to deal with those little bastards this year. So. Um, I have, I have one more female and Uh I'm like, I'm going to try breeding her, but I'm not going to try very hard. And you know, that'll be the one that like, she'll have like 10 babies or something like that. So I really don't want to hear about the whole, like, uh, I've heard that chondros can be jerk babies to get them started, 
And my thing would just be uh, my contract would end up breeding every year, like having like a massive clutch and all the babies will be bastards. So, I don't know if some of the more established lines and more established uh, designer stuff is as difficult, but for some reason uh, I've heard Ryan Young talk about it. I've heard Chuck Vogel talk about it where they said that okay. that, lo- that locale for some reason is difficult yeah. to get going. So, mm. you know, I think it's probably because there's not a whole lot in captivity, you know. I mean, there's probably not a whole okay. lot of just pure straight locales um, uh, that uh, that people are working with. So, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, what time? Yeah, we're, we're running at the end of the game. Uh, we went through this whole thing, and we never even got to talk about the uh, Southern Carpet Fest. Um, oh, no. I guess for everybody that uh, will be down there, I guess I'll be seeing you guys this – I'll be there Friday night. Um, awesome. And uh, be ha- I'll be hanging out with Bill. I'll be able to see his uh, awesome collection. Uh, he is hosting. It's in Arlington, Texas. Arlington? Yeah, Arlington, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. uh, starts at 3 o'clock. Uh, pretty excited about uh, hanging out and seeing, putting names with faces and hanging out with some of the, the awesome uh, people down south when it comes to uh, carpet pythons. And, uh, you know, I think you talked about it earlier, Owen, about going to shows. Uh, to sort of to, to sort of get your name out there and uh, and, and meet people and and you know uh, just just so people get to know you and if they're ever going to buy a snake from you they feel more comfortable when they know you. Well, it seems that you know carpet python in in particular seem to stand apart. And I could be biased when I say this, but I don't see a ball python fest. <laughs> I don't see, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I I don't see um, a a ball python row. Um, I guess that's that's maybe not fair because maybe they're all the other rows, but um, hmm. like you don't see some of these more niche. Uh, you don't see like boa row or you don't see uh, Timor python row or even short tail or blood python row for that for that matter. Um, but for some reason, we seem to have like all this awesome things that are kind of happening in the carpet python world, which I think is just I think it's just awesome. And uh, I think that uh, I'm pretty excited about um, this upcoming season to see what people are breeding. I think that we're going to see some 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 new first timer stuff. I think we're gonna we're gonna see some new morphs that that are going to come to surface. Um, mm. You're going to see some new combinations of morphs. You're going to see, uh, you know, people that we're working with, like just say Brisbane localities and, and stuff like that are going to start to be producing them. You're going to see more just like straight Darwins and stuff like that. So I think that uh, Inlands are another one, you know, and uh, I'm pretty excited yep. just about the uh, the whole idea of carpet pythons and 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 the future of them i think that uh 
I think that it's going to be pretty exciting, um, for sure. And you know, we have the 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 book, we have the podcast, we have all these carpet fests popping up all over the place. You know, you have the uh, the, the northeast, the northwest, the, the southwest, the southern one, and now the su- the southeast is coming up. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just it seems like a you know just a really cool cool time to be into carpet pythons and I'm looking forward to go and hanging out with uh, uh you know the fellow enthusiasts and uh talking carpet pythons all weekend should be uh should be an awesome time for sure so if you're down there in the area um uh but you know you should definitely uh come by and say hello hang out I don't know. I don't know what else I could say other than it's going to be an awesome time. That's, so that's all you got to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. uh, yeah, that's that's that. And uh, as far as uh, next week's show, I uh, don't really have anything lined up at the moment, but I'm sure we'll uh, see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I know at the end of the month we're going to be doing a show on Imbricata. Uh, nice. Our good friend uh, Justin Julander going to be joining us to uh to chat that up i always love talking to justin for those who mm-hmm. don't if you don't know who justin is uh he's one of these guys that again i talk about uh it's kind of like you know you don't really see him post all that much um on facebook per se but that don't let that fool you because he is one of the top guys when it comes to carpet pythons and australian reptiles in the United right. States. Um, you should definitely check out his uh, website, Australian Addiction Reptiles. You should check out uh, his Facebook page. Um, he is the co-author of um, the both books, uh, The Complete Carpet and uh, The Complete Children's Python with, uh, mm-hmm. with Nick. So his knowledge is vast. Uh, he's, you know, he's been to Australia. He's actually been there and 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 seen Morelia imbricata in the in the flesh. So we're going to be just talking all about natural history and all that. It's going to be one of those shows where uh, it should be cool because we're not really going to focus too much on the breeding part of it in captivity mm-hmm. because we don't work with them. So uh, we can all dream. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't know what it's like. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to have uh you know somebody from Australia come on and chat it up with us uh and I'm sure at some point we will but uh you know somebody that's actually selectively breeding and and stuff down there so uh I can't think of uh anything else to hit on so I'll just go down the uh the, the good old list of things and then we will call it a night um okay. Morelia Python Radio. Um, check out our website, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to info at Morelia Python Radio. Best way to get the show, listen back to past episodes, is on iTunes um, or whatever your app of choice would be for podcasts. Uh, you can uh, like uh, our Facebook page. And you can follow us on Twitter at Morelia Python. 
like we said just a moment ago, the Southern Carpet Fest is September 12th, is Saturday, and it's in Arlington, Texas. Uh, our good friend Bill uh, Stiegel uh, is the host, and it is at 3 p.m. So contact him for more details uh, if you're interested in going. Uh, the Northwest Carpet Fest is on 10-3-2015, so that's right around the corner as well. Uh, mm-hmm. That's in Seattle, Washington. Um, and if you want to contact, uh, you can contact uh, Amy on Facebook, and she will uh, give you the details of what's going on there. I know they're doing an auction and whatnot, and they're trying to get together uh, the food and all that kind of stuff. So um, be sure to reach out there. Uh, I ended my week-long uh, only posting on my page and MP. Uh, for the people that followed mm-hmm. me over there, uh, thank you very much. Uh, it was I will continue to post there. Uh, I will post to uh, both Facebook and to uh, and to uh, what do you call it? And to uh, MP. Um, if you are new to carpets and you want to sort of get a feel, a lay of the land, I would advise you to go over there and, and check it out. That's MoreliaPythons.com. Uh, it's pretty much the forum when it comes to uh, carpet pythons. Uh, as far as myself, um, Uh You have any questions or comments for me, Eric at ebmorelia. Um, you can check out the Facebook page, which is pretty much what I update every couple of days is ebmorelia. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also catch me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, post on both of those. But uh, if you want to message me, probably the best way would be to either get me on Facebook or just send me an email at ebmore- eric at com. We will be at the Tinley Park Show. Um, so if you're interested in animals and you'd like to pick up there, uh, just reach out to me and I'll let you know uh, what we have available. Um, I will be putting together uh, the list of animals um, so that you can see uh, some really killer stuff uh, if you're in the market for some uh, designer carpet projects. Um, I think that's all I got. The only other thing that I'll say before I let Owen take over is I can't say this enough, U.S. ARC, um, if you're not a member, join. And... Go donate if you are a member. Uh, every little bit counts. So uh, now's the time to uh, build up that fund and help those guys out for all the things that they do for us. Uh, org. And with that, I'll turn it over to Owen and uh, let him take us out. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we got going on at Rogue. Uh, we'll be updating the baby pictures eh, at some point, probably soon. Um, so go check that out. Uh, we don't have any shows planned up until Tinley Park in Chicago. So if you want us to make sure we bring a baby to Tinley Park, uh, give me a contact. We'll make sure we bring it with us. Uh, also, if there is any shows in the tri-state area between that time and you would like to have a baby delivered, if I am attending, we can arrange that as well. Uh, right now, I got tigers, bread lie, caramel, ti- caramel jags, and uh, some caramel tiger jags, and maybe a caramel tiger if he keeps getting the nice color that I keep seeing on him. 
So, uh, and also we have some from last year as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can also go to Facebook.com and check out Rogue Reptiles at Facebook.com and see everything we got going on there. So that's all I got. That's all we got. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to catch you all next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night, everyone. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotic. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin Markland and I created the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is it's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you've got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.